Hey, Jeff. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. In two days from now, October 3rd, Wednesday, at Highline Ballroom here in New York City, where we sold out last year's Rockefeller show, we return with our friends Styles P and Sheik Looch, two Jews and two black dudes, review the movies. And Jadakiss will be there, too. Two Jews and three black dudes, review the movies. Well, unless you look in any of the Lox's Instagram comments, where they will gladly tell you that it is actually three Jews <laughs> right. and, and two... Two white devils. Yeah. <laughs> Does anyone look at us and say, <laughs> we're not Jewish? Yeah, wait a minute. Does anyone hear us <laughs> and say we're not Jewish? Especially when you're doing like that. Are, are we Jewish? Why did why <laughs> did Wale and Jerry Seinfeld get none of this? Is it because they didn't portray themselves as one Jew and one black dude? Two Jews. Is it because they didn't talk about movies? About, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys, I don't know what to tell you. Actually, yeah, Wale's pretty Jewish. Listen, we're Jewish. <laughs> well, we're Jewish. Yeah. And we're going to be on stage this Wednesday, and we're going to be reviewing a movie. We're going to be doing commentary throughout the movie. So we're going to watch the movie with you guys. We, along with all three members of the locks and special guests, will be on stage doing commentary while we watch the movie with you guys. Yep. It's like Mystery Science Theater 3000. Except it's five Jews. <laughs> it's so many Jews on stage. If you guys know nothing about Judaism, come and learn. <laughs> Shake the lulav. Yeah. Come pray with us. Uh-huh. This, is, the show fire. this is just like... Happy si- Sukkot. Yeah, it's like sitting at Thanksgiving with us. By the way, I once got my hair cut by a woman who asked me... This is in college. If she, you were Jewish? She, no, she asked me if I celebrate Thanksgiving. Like Thanksgiving is a Jewish holiday or, 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 or a secular holiday. Yeah. What'd you say? I said, yes, it's an American holiday. Shalom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. I got my hair cut and hoped that she didn't fuck it up. Yeah. That's what I did. Anyway, this Wednesday, it's going down, and tickets are still available. Guys, if you want to see us sell out this show like we did last year's show, let's sell it out before the date of. Let's not cause us some Jewish anxiety. <laughs> let's go forward and sell this bitch out because here's what we want to do. We want to take the show on the road. And the best way to show the promoters what we can do is to sell out this date in our home city and then tell them, hey, there's interest in Ohio and Florida and California and Washington and all over yeah. Mexico and and London. Oh, you and want to do international with the locks? I want to go in. Definitely want to go international with them. Amsterdam would be just out of this world. I want to see Chic on a bike. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, these guys are the funniest people you ever meet. Naturally funny, in a Jewish way. <laughs> yeah, maybe they are Jewish. Maybe, maybe. It's funny because a lot of people are like, hey, the poster says it's two Jews and two black dudes reviewing the movies, but there's three black dudes on, on. It's like, well, first of all, Styles came up with it. Jado Kiss was rolling off an edible and sleeping. Right. And then every once in a while he would wake up and then, to sing New Edition. <laughs> and also, Sheik and Styles have said that Jado Kiss is not coming for their spot. Yeah. <laughs> he can take part in it, but it is two Jews and two black dudes reviewing the movies. If you really fuck with all of our reviews of Coco and Trading Places and Black Panther and You've Got Mail and Netflix recommendations and The Last Dragon. The Last Dragon. Yep. Which was a landmark episode because Jeff and I had never seen this piece of classic cinema 
before. But isn't that sort of like the point of this whole thing? It absolutely is. That like it's, you know, we haven't seen certain movies. They haven't seen certain movies. That's the best part. None of us had seen Coco. Guys, go listen to those episodes. Get familiar. And then go to itsthereal.com and grab yourself a ticket. Grab one for you. Grab one for a friend. Join us. Let's sell this bitch out. Let's have a great night on Wednesday. It's going... I Let me just say this. Yeah. I've been saying this a lot on my Instagram lives, which I've been doing lately. We don't want to put on ordinary shows. We're tired of all the shows that you're used to. You're, you go to a live podcast and you've, you've, you've experienced that already. You've gone to a concert. You've, you, you know what to expect. We don't want to do ordinary. We want to do extraordinary. Boom. And, and, and this show is going to be nothing short of extraordinary. We're not telling you the movie because we want you to be surprised. We're not telling you the special guest because we want you to be entertained and, and elated when people show up on, on stage. Come have fun with us. Come have fun with the locks. Smoke something with Styles P. No, come for us. Who cares about the locks? Oh, I was going to say that you can do the Jadakiss laugh. Or you can see how humongous Chic Luch is. But yeah, come yeah, for us. Come for us. Hang out. Yep. If you enjoy Waste Time with It's The Real, if you enjoy Two Jews and Two Black Dudes or whatever we call ourselves, review the movies. If you like us in person, if you don't, get to know us. Hang out. It's going to be a big, fun Jewish night. <laughs> Jeff, who's on the podcast today? Our Jewish brother. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. He's not. He's not Jewish. Jack Harlow. He has Jewish hair, though. Jack Harlow is actually uh, English, I think. It's, it's, yeah, he said British. And... Yeah, British and something else. Yeah. Very not Jewish. No. We've been getting tagged in his pictures for... A good while now. Yeah, about six months, and... We were like, we have to get this kid up here. Mm-hmm. We like his music. Yeah. But more importantly, he looks like us. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's, that, that's fine. It's one of those things where you know the picture matters more than the actual <laughs> episode. Right. I, I, like, hope, I hope people listen to it because it is a fun episode. It's a fun episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying <laughs> the picture matters more. It's like when we had the Migos over here and we were like, well, it's not going to be a great conversation, but the picture matters more. Uh, Jeff, Jack Harlow has a great story. Jack Harlow has a great story. He's been rapping and, forever. Yep. He's been taking it serious forever. He... he created this thing outside of all the giant music cities that exist in this nation. And he's out there in Kentucky making a career for himself, making a name for himself. And by the time DJ Drama finally follows him... Yeah, he had already moved down to Atlanta. He's a real artist. Yeah. I mean, his, his parents supported him. His grandmother would show up at gigs. He's really rapping. He created a, a nice fan base. And he puts out dope music. And that's what we're excited about. Yeah, also, also, the picture matters more. The and also. Great. He does educate me on the correct pronunciation of Louisville. 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 Also, please, guys, make sure you listen to this entire episode because he gives one of the funniest, unintentionally funniest yeah. lines ever so on a waste good. of time with It's The Real. He didn't even understand how great it was until he said it. Until all of his friends started laughing and at it. And we realized it as well. Yeah. It's, it, please, 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 please play this till the end. It's awesome. Anyway, you won't see it coming. Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, do you want to recommend three episodes before we get into this one? I would recommend number 37, Lil Uzi Vert. Lil Uzi Vert came up here when he was on The Ascent, and certainly not full rock star status. Uh, Maybe he had a couple of mixtapes out and had maybe just signed to Atlantic Records or was about to, but he came up here with with Don Cannon and DJ Drama, and let me tell you, I'm going to be honest, Mm -hmm. we got the best interview from Lil Uzi Vert that you're ever going to find. I would agree with that. That's a fact. You're not going to get me to argue with that. Okay. Number 62, DJ Drama. Hey, another great episode 
one of our longtime friends in this business and a legend. You know, we talk about his mixtape days. We talk about his relationship with Tip and and Jeezy and and we talk about him getting locked up and we talk about what he's been building with Generation Now and it's an incredible story. DJ Drama is absolutely a Hall of Famer, and we were thrilled to get him up here. Number 191, Tierra Wack. Shout out to Tierra Wack, who took the internet by storm. We ran into her at the Roots Picnic, and we met her real quickly, and we're like, yo, you should be on the podcast. And like a week later, she was up here. And she's got an amazing spirit, an amazing energy, an amazing creativity. And she has one of the funniest moments that we've ever had in this podcast when she just wants to play around. So shout out to Tierra Wack. Shout out to everybody who saw her at Rap Caviar this weekend. And uh, Jeff, when do you want to get into this episode? Uh, right after people review our podcast on iTunes. I have been seeing more curly hair and tall one comments, which is great. Yeah. Go to iTunes and leave a review and leave a comment and say something to the effect of, Curly hair and tall one. I like the curly haired one and the tall one. <laughs> it's it's great. Yeah. We'll take any of that. Five stars, review, rate, subscribe. We'll take all, all of those things. Yeah, go to SoundCloud, do the same thing, whatever. All right. Jeff, when do you want to get into this? Right now. Yo, what up? It's Eric, a.k.a. Prom Tuxedo Rental, a.k.a. Cuffing Season. Yo, what up? It's Jeff, a.k.a. Break Through Her Walls, a.k.a. Kool-Aid Man. What's happening? It's Jeff. You have the way tell me it's the real. Bow, 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 Jack, what's happening? That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, check the temp. Yes. How are you? I'm living good. I'm in New York. I like it up here. Well, it's nice to have you up here, and it's really nice to see you face to face after a million people. I, a million people have hit us up, and they're like, "Oh, we, we saw you in this picture," and we're like, "No, that's Jack Harlow." And then a million people are like, "It's it's the real," and it's like, "No, that's Jack Harlow." I've been saying it too, man. It's crazy. <laughs> so this is only destiny. Yo, Yo by the way, the amount of black girls especially who come to you mm -hmm. and say, Eric, you know, tell me your hair care tips yeah. because your curls are so tight. Yep. Also, by the way, Peter Rosenberg, a bald man, was yeah. like sat right where you sat and for like a half an hour was like, let's really get into this. He was like, I want to hear all about the hair. I was like, why? He was like, the people want to know. People love we, that stuff. We went to, we had a, we had a uh, panel that we did in Akron, Ohio and we sat down and we're like, does anyone have any questions about our 10 year career and all the people that we've worked with and this, that, and the other thing, how we've made it this far in Akron, Ohio. And this first hand went up. We're like, yes. They're like, what do you put in your hair? I was like, really? That's what you want to know? Anyway, so talk about it. Yeah. No, I, all I want to know from one curly haired person to another, how do you fare in the wind? Mmm. Because my shit gets fucked up <laughs> and it sucks. I'm trying to think. My hair is pretty fine. Like it's thin. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you. I don't mm -hmm. have thick hair. Right. So the wind, like, it moves with the wind. I'll say that. Yes. But mine just like ends up staying there. Really? Is it thick? <laughs> I think it's more medium than, than thick or thin. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, mine's a little on the thinner side, so. And I think at your length, by the way, that it's pretty effective for your performance music videos, I have to say. You think so? I think it's dope. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's a good look because it shows momentum and, and all that. Yeah, you get movement mentioned. out of your hair. Yeah, yeah, it swings a little bit. Yeah. It does. Yeah. It definitely swings. Have you ever straightened your hair? Never. They've really? Been they've been asked. You know how it goes. Yeah. Who is they? <laughs> Women. The oh, I think you're going to like... Like drama and like <laughs> straighten it. <laughs> Not since sixth grade. Like goth girls been wanting to straighten my hair. Yeah. Like, can we straighten it? Always no. Because you go so long saying no, it's like you can't break it. Well, right. I definitely had a phase in my life, like in like ninth grade, where I straightened my hair because I was just like. You know, you, you try to figure yourself out, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just like, do I like my curly hair? Or do I not? 
after you graduate high school, you're like, oh no, I, I love my curly hair. But during high school, it was just like, fuck, man. For real? Yeah. No, after yeah. high school, you shaved your head. No, at the end of high school, I shaved my head. Yeah. But I, I you've I done a lot more experimenting than me. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I've I've stuck with it. Does your brother have a uh, curly hair? It's not the same. Okay. It's not as yeah. But he has, same. It's curly. Yeah. yeah, his hair is like curly. And our other brother Dan. Has... You know, what? it's kind of like it's kind of like my guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess I that's mean, how we it gets are split. related. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I have known of you since the first time you stopped up on Sway. Okay. And the video started going around. And we're friends with Drama, and we're friends with Canon, and we're yeah. friends with Lake, and we're friends with everyone down a generation now. And so we had heard some things, but seeing you, the video of you on Sway, Kill That Freestyle, was wild. Appreciate that. And um, everything that we've heard from you since has been wild, especially Loose, and especially Sundown, and the video and everything. Um, has it been a whirlwind for you, or has it been exactly as you expected it to be? I wouldn't say we're in whirlwind territory yet. It's not like uh, too surreal. There's moments that are very surreal for me, like milestones, mm -hmm. like doing the record with K Camp, somebody like I grew up listening to. Like that was surreal for me. But um, it's not insane yet. But I think we're closing in on it, about to get insane. I think like it's like we're, on, we're like we're knocking on the door, and then it'll probably be crazy. Oh, good. But um, you know, I'm still still grounded with my guys. We're still you know just we want a lot. Like we want a lot more than what we have right now. But you know. We're thankful for it. So we're just trying to keep going. The last time we saw you and you did not see us was at the... Oh, Greatest Day Ever. Greatest Day Ever. Yeah, we saw you up, up in, in the Bronx. Bronx. Yeah. And you walked by us and I was like, oh, Generation Now chain, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you I were, wish I had said something. You are a real person, a man of the people, still able to like walk around. What's it like back home, though? It's still like... We still can walk around. I don't call, go home that often, but when I do, you know, we... We move in a group. It's not an issue. We like to move around, but um, you can still go to the grocery store. Yeah, definitely. And people know, you know, know who we are. But at the end of the day, it's not, it's nothing too uh, unsafe yet. So, where are you originally from? I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. Originally born and raised. Born and raised Louisville. Yeah. Are you a lifelong Cardinal fan? Lifelong. Okay. Never switching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did it bother you when Patino went down the way he went down? Yeah, it's terrible, man. Like. It's, it's the end of an era like I grew up with. It felt the same as when Obama left office. It's like, this is all I've known. You know what I mean? Like, for me, it's been Patino. And to see him go was tragic, especially the way he went out. But Yeah, I'd say the only difference between him and Obama is that Obama had no scandals. <laughs> True. And Clean. Patino went out with a tan suit. Bevy of them. Pretty, yeah. But yeah, tan suits. <laughs> yeah, nah. It, it, it sucks, man, because I don't know when the program's going to get back to where it was. But, you know, I have faith. I got some friends that play for them, so that's dope. I'm always gonna be a fan no matter what. I'm a Celtics fan, so I just you know st I stayed down through some uh, a few bad years. But, yep. you know Brad Stevens got us back on top. Too, yeah, no so kidding. I'm sticking with Louisville for life. That's dope. What when is it like being a Celtics fan in Kentucky? Not nothing too unique. <laughs> I, I feel like there's other Celtics fans. Like the thing is, we don't have a pro team, so people's team like it's just random. Right. You know what I mean? Like we're not really super. You're not close, close to enough to like Ohio. Well, Ohio people don't yeah. care about the Pacers that much, and people don't care about you know, what who they got Cleveland and mm -hmm. all. That. Yeah. People don't, like don't do the proximity thing. I feel like so everyone's just like, oh yeah, I'm a Lakers fan, I'm a Celtics fan. You might meet a Timberwolves fan. Like mm -hmm. people just pick their team. Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So people aren't too biased. Same with football, but hopefully we get a pro team soon, and that'll become my team. Is it a big thing with people being like U of K versus Louisville? Massive. <laughs> it's big. Like college basketball is like probably the biggest thing in Louisville. Mm -hmm. They like the NBA too. Like we have a big NBA market, but people 
the craziest thing about it is there's no way to really know, I feel like, what people are going to be between UK and UofL. Mm-hmm. Like, you just meet someone, you can get to know them, and then, like, <laughs> they're just one or the other. Yeah. Like, there's not, like, um, you can't meet someone to tell. I don't know. It's weird. Like, even our group split. Really? Yeah. We got a Louisville fan. Damn. He's a Kentucky fan. He's a Kentucky fan. Like, damn. Do you, like, uh, not you let leave? them, yeah, like, <laughs> eat, like, at, like, various restaurants? You're just, like, get out. <laughs> In a way, but it ain't too tense like that. For some people, it really is, but... We just talk shit to each other. Can I curse on here? No. Yeah, okay, for sure. Cool. My God. <laughs> Said that. <laughs> Have you ever name-checked any crumb in any of your uh, your rhymes? Honestly. Oh. Well, fuck. That's crazy. <laughs> no, I said, uh, and I'm in a ville like a young Denny crumb. Yeah. Oh, that's Everybody dope. in the ville love that. That's crazy you asked that, because yeah. I know he's like a, he's a legend, he but is. it's Didn't still they name like the a very specific him? person. Yeah. The court. Which court? Did they? I thought so. Did crumb get a court? Yeah, why'd oh, you ask the current. Kentucky fan? <laughs> he's just knowledgeable. You held me down, man. So, so, so what is there to do in Louisville? Well, first off, yeah, no, this is, this is a good segue. It's pronounced Louisville. Right. My accent is shitty, I guess. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. but you know, like, if I said something wrong up here, I'd want you to tell me so right. I could feel for sure. More. Yeah, so right. just letting you know, like, it's, it's Louisville. 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 Yeah, not even Ville, though. Vol. Vol? Louisville. Louisville. Yeah, there you All go. Right. Man, I feel like I have, like, a speech impediment. <laughs> nah, we Louisville. do. We, we have the speech impediment. Yeah. No, believe me, I know. <laughs> Wait, and, and Las Vegas in the, is in the state of? Nevada. I think it's Nevada, right? Oh, God. Is anyone here from? No? Okay. okay. I'll say Nevada. <laughs> I think it's Nevada. Arkansas. Sorry, we had to correct you on that. Yeah, yeah. no, it's all good. <laughs> what to do in Louisville? Well, they just gave us some birds. So now people are scooting around, I guess. <laughs> Do you, I can't wait you, to get back. Have you ridden one? Yeah. I, w- I rode one in Venice. Did you like it? I loved it. See, we're, we're tall guys. Yeah. I felt like my center of gravity was just like off. And I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to like kill myself on this <laughs> First 30 bird. seconds took some adjustment. Yeah. Oh, I sure. only lasted 30 seconds. Oh, you got off it. Ladies. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I definitely hopped off after like a block and a half. I was like, this is not for me. Yeah, you're hilarious. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> You committed to it. Yeah, no, I mean, it's just fun. Like, yeah. And I had to duck down a little because same with my center of gravity, but. What'd you do fun. when you were done with it? I just Kickstand and. Just oh. dropped it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I threw it away. It. Who cares? <laughs> but you can leave them anywhere. I see them everywhere. I'm yeah. like, wow, this isn't. What took so long to come up with this? It's, it's pretty genius. And then at the end of the day, people are paid per bird to, to pick them up. To pick them up. Yeah. Wow. What yeah. a system. I was wondering how that happened. Yeah. But then they all end up together. Now, here's the really crazy <laughs> how thing. How do they charge, though? How do they charge? I, uh, they charge the them overnight. Block. Oh, you mean the, by the or person? are they what solar? I'm what? saying that I had I picked up one that was at like 75. percent Yeah, and then 40 minutes later is at five percent. And I'm, <laughs> but I got it at five o'clock p.m. So I'm like, how does this last it all day? I don't right. understand. Maybe it is solar. Or maybe they charge them at night too. Okay, they it's charge pronounced them at night. solar. Yeah, sorry, solar. solar. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> so when you when you rode yours, did you expect to pick the same one up when you were done doing whatever you were doing at your location? No. Yeah. Pick the same one up. Yeah. Well, because like I'm oh, we weren't using you, it for like, transportation. Went... You see what I'm saying? Like you were just going in. We a circle. were going. Yeah, we were just riding. around. You didn't like ride it to a meeting. <laughs> no, nah, nah. I would though. Yeah. I forget people like use those to get places. Have you? Do, did you buy into the whole hoverboard thing when that was a thing? I never did. Now that mm-hmm. is a challenge for some center of gravity. <laughs> Yo, by the way, we've got one back there. Yeah. Let's do you do ride it? This. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. We had a we, whole video where we did that. Yeah. And by the way, <laughs> I struggled I, with those. I was great for. I don't know. 95% of the shoot? And then I was not great. Like, immediately fell on my back. Just like... What happened? I, I, I was very confident. <laughs> and then 
I was given reason by God not to be confident. <laughs> I uh, I immediately just like flew off the thing and just yeah. like broke in half and then had to like sort of hobble over to oh. finish the video. Not Tragic. great. Yeah, tragic. Yeah. Haven't written, haven't written yeah, it since. Tragic is the correct word. I hate Thank when you. confidence disappears. Have you always That's had confidence? Bar. I've always had some decent amount of confidence, but I've always had like moments of doubt too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's That's just funny you too. said that. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Danny Crum. I had been like two nights ago, actually. I was recording and uh, we did this song that was like a smash and like we were feeling good. And um, then they put on another beat and like I went in the booth and like I ain't have nothing. Not, Mind you, me and my friend, we were like taking a little trip at the time. Mm-hmm. So off of yeah, we were <laughs> going through something. But it's crazy how obviously that's the main factor I think that was involved. But it's crazy how I just like couldn't even. I felt like B Rabbit beginning eight mile. I was telling mm-hmm. them like I was like yo, but you know it happens sometimes. Yeah, sure. sometimes you have to work at the auto shop. <laughs> type. Um, <laughs> type. Um, so you guys also have in Louisville, Louisville, Louisville. Uh, you have the trolley for the burgers. Is that where? Yeah, Ollie's trolley. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we were just talking You've about been there? that. No, I read an article about how like they were trying to make that the, like the new KFC. It's delish. Wait, what? New KFC? Yeah. Well, like, back in like the eighties or seventies or whatever. Oh, like in what way though? They wanted they to w- franchise it, right? Yeah, and they wanted to like. That would be hard, but then it would lose its. Uh, right. But <laughs> it's just a Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that would be hard. Yeah. So well, what they makes have, it special. Yeah. Well, one, it's like a little trolley that's just sitting on the corner. Two, I've had it. I literally only had it once. I ain't going to lie, but it was delicious. I do, But not like, delicious enough to have it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if I make it out there, I'll, I'll eat it again. It's not... Well, how big is Louisville? Yeah. How big is the city that like you, you wouldn't get over there? Well, here's the thing. There's a lot of great food options that are closer. Mm. So if I'm at Ollie's Trolley, it's probably going to be because I'm just over in that area. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm over there, but... Yeah, I mean, I think you called me out correctly. Like, it wasn't nothing mind-blowing. But shout-out to them. They need yeah. to keep going. No, good for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, they can take it nationwide for what's them. The, what's the yeah. other spot we went to? Uh, right over there. It's like another burger spot over there. Uh, Dizzy Wiz. Dizzy Wiz. Dizzy Wiz. Another good spot. Let me, let me shout them Is everything rhyming in Louisville? <laughs> no, nah, not everything has that vibe, but those are right next to each other. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this is the section. So, Nardwar listens to our podcast. I feel like whenever you get interviewed by him, whenever you make it up to like Vancouver. He's taking y'all stuff, you think, huh? No. Yes. Oh, oh yes. you mean taking the information? <laughs> taking Fuck the you, Nardwar. No. Stop taking yeah. all of our questions. <laughs> no, so, he, he definitely does, though, but like. He he he'll no, pick out Nardwar. like we do, and he picks out like food things, and he'll be like, "You once went to uh, Ollie's Trolley." Well, that's what I'm asking. You, you suspect he's getting it from y'all's podcast? The no, info? no, we know where he gets it from. It's not our. It, I mean, like, no, I wouldn't say our podcast. I think he speaks to parents. That's what I was thinking must be going on. Yeah. But he also does listen to the podcast. No, like, that's a fact. Yeah, yeah, and and we hang out with him down in Austin, and yeah. hopefully we're gonna hang out with him in Vancouver. Have and, you met him yet, or no? I met him in passing, actually. In South by or something? South by, yeah. 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 Were you like, whoa? Yeah, I was, but I didn't want to say nothing to him. First time I really wanted to meet him, I wanted to be the interview. You know? See, that's why we didn't say hi to you up in the Bronx. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell my parents to stay away from him now. <laughs> if you see this man, don't tell him anything. You don't even, you don't even need to show a picture. You could just be like, uh, golf pants, like, yeah. you know, Irish hat, he's, longer hair. He's got quite a look. Microphone. So, born and raised in Louisville. Mm-hmm. And do you come from a big family? I have a little brother. He's 17, about to turn 18. He's and you're in high school. So you're the oldest? Yeah, me and him. And when you were growing up, what kind of activities were you into? Were you playing sports? Were you yeah, I played soccer. I played basketball. I like sports a lot. Like yeah. Sports was probably my first love. Like 
I liked that before this, but I was into reading. That's really what got me into just like writing in general is like I was reading a lot when I was a kid. My parents didn't let me like get on any video games until I was older. Yep. So like all I would do is just read everywhere. Yeah. What type of stuff were you reading? Man, there's this series called Warriors. I was reading about these cats that were in the clans and it was amazing. Like Wait, in the, in the what? They had, there was this like, it was a series about these wild cats. Sure. But the type of cats I'm talking about are the same as like a house cat. Mm-hmm. But they just were turned up in the wild. <laughs> like they were on some different stuff. And they formed clans. And they would like go to war and stuff. And there was like politics involved and like emotions. And like it wow. was crazy. So yeah. this is nonfiction. <laughs> no telling. <laughs> but it's called Warriors by Aaron Hunter. Wow. Which is three people. That's just their really? Yeah. And it's a, it's a big series of books? I don't big is notable. Big, well, uh, yeah, yeah. No, like, I, what I is mean, big? What is size? Number of 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 uh, books. Yeah, there's a, there's quite a few. That's dope. Yeah, but it's it slept on, man. It didn't it didn't get the love it deserved. There's like one girl I met all throughout my schooling that also read it. <laughs> we didn't really connect. Oh. I was hoping we would, but <laughs> anyway, hey, the books are fired. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, yeah. You're right. <laughs> you're you're a big reader. Did yeah. that help you like excel in school? Like past your your classmates? I would say so, but you know what's crazy? I saw a meme the other day. That was talking about the complex it gives you to be a good reader early on mm-hmm. and how like you think you're special. Right. And you like use it as an excuse for why you don't try that hard in school. Like they really nailed me. Like, that was you? It kind of hurt. Damn. Like I think because I think maybe I am smart. But then I, when I saw that, I was like, yo, <laughs> like maybe I just have thought I was smart because people gave me special attention for being able to read when I was eight. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. Because I wasn't that good in school. Not out of like being dumb. But just I wouldn't try because I was like oh, I can I can read <laughs> right yeah. I need to try right you were the same yeah but I feel like you guys are so similar in follically yeah yeah <laughs> and then oh my god <laughs> and then now we're like you know wow you really are just a mix of both of us <laughs> incredible yeah yeah did you excel in any extracurriculars were you or, in band or did you like school I didn't mind school because I liked socializing and I liked being around girls every day mm-hmm. and that was a guarantee. Did you go to an all boys school? No. <laughs> okay, that's why I liked it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I played soccer though for my school. Other than that, I ain't joined a lot of clubs. My parents pushed me to. I wasn't. I wasn't good about that. When we went to to high school, like the whole thing was not not that we were in like a million clubs, but there was this idea that like to to help your path towards college, you, you know, you want to be as well rounded as possible, Makes right? Sense. And so be a part of this, be a part of this, show your commitment to this. Did you do any of that stuff where you're like, all right, well, I'm going to be, I'm going to play soccer all four years of, of school, or I am also going to be in this club or this club or whatever. Right. Well, what's funny is I played soccer in middle school, got cut down a team, basically didn't progress with everyone, mm-hmm. stopped playing it, and then just joined again my senior year for like shits and giggles. You oh, know really? What I'm saying? Like, I was just like, let's play. <laughs> and I, lo- I lost 20 pounds. I got in good shape. Really glad I did it. Wish I played all four years, but of course I had to go through that. Other than that, bro, like really? Nothing. And I think it's because early on I knew I wasn't going to college. So I was like not as concerned about the... When did you figure that out? Probably my freshman or sophomore year. Whoa. Yeah. Before you even had a driver's license. I would say so, yeah. Yeah. And it's just because you The didn't music have... thing. Yeah. Oh, really? I knew exactly. Yeah, I wanted to do that. So yeah. when did when did music come into your life like as a career option? Man, I'll be honest. Like as serious as I'm taking it right now, like I was taking it that serious when I was 13. I wow. just wasn't as good. What I was recording in my room, like, uploading on SoundCloud, like, my middle school, like, listening to my music. Like, I've been, like, doing this. I just, like, have gotten better. Did but people... I was... So you're putting it up and you're telling people, like, yo, listen to my SoundCloud. Yeah. You did, know. did people yeah. give a shit? 
Yeah, people did. Even when, even like before, um, my like voice changed. Mm-hmm. Like I had like a squeaky voice, and I was recording in a USB mic in my room, like just like this. I was on Audacity. Then I graduated to GarageBand. Yep. I put it on Facebook, and my classmates would see it. And like I got a lot of shade, but there was always somebody that was like, "Yo, like, you know, you sound like like we believe you." You know what I mean? That's dope. So just as I got older, you know, I started recording in studios, and then now we're here. But I've been doing this. Yeah. What had you been listening to before you started rapping? just telling them um fergie mm-hmm. like i loved that like natasha bedingfield gwen stefani like that era of music mm-hmm. but my mom like even before i was rapping she was playing me tribe called quest public enemy eminem outcast outcast yeah. huge so i i read an interview you did i think your first interview you were 15 oh so wow. you were you were like a young kid somebody else brought it up like recently too so like i'm not the first one to like i know you said like to that person that they had nardward you <laughs> I am not Did I really? you. Yes. <laughs> what interview was it? You remember? Uh, I don't know. All right, go ahead. I'll, I'll send it to you. Or, it's all good. Yeah. Um, but so you you named like the, the artists that you had been listening to. You were like Outcast and Public Enemy and whatever. And you said Natasha Bedingfield. And I was so thrown <laughs> by that because that was so weird to me. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, obviously you grew up in the mid 2000s. And so, like, of course, that would, you know, enter your life. But like. What was it about Natasha Bedingfield? What was it about um, Gwen Stefani and, and all these people? The melodies were just too sweet. Like, I've always liked melody. Like, even, like, when I was only rapping and not trying to do any singing, like, I've always been attracted to that. And the production's crazy. Like, Pharrell was touching those Gwen Stefani songs. So that was just the best music to me. Like, mid-2000s pop music is just, like, it's just I didn't know crazy. if you were just, like, a huge, like, Hills fan. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. I just um, love that. I just love that time. By the way, Natasha follows us on Instagram. We met her. Yeah. Um, we were in L.A. at Soho House. and We were introduced through friends, and it was just Natasha. Yeah. And so she's telling us about, like, um, she's like, oh, like, what's going on with you guys? And we said, like, we were selling a TV show. And she's like, that's so exciting. I'm like, what do you do? She's <laughs> like, oh, I'm in the music business. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, it can be really difficult. And, like, <laughs> you know, like, basically giving her advice because I had no idea who she was. And then it turns out that she's who she is. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Like, this is, like, the worst first impression i could have with natasha Bedingfield, but good enough that she'll follow us on instagram so. yeah so y'all have like a somewhat of a relationship with her mm-hmm. yeah i'm dating her yeah <laughs> plug, it. plug it man yeah put me in the stew with her then you could go growing up uh as a 13 year old artist did you have any idea of where it could possibly go because to be fair you're not in new york city and you're not in los angeles california and you're not in atlanta um, and you're white mm-hmm and you are you 13. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, how did you see your career progressing at that point? Well, luckily, growing up with the internet, you know, we felt immediately like we had access to the nation. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because not only, like, do you have it in front of you, but you're seeing other artists that are, like, either your age or just a little older, like, constantly blowing up. So it's almost like everyone sets the example for you of, like, yo, this is how you do this. You just had to make it fire, though. So things take off. So it was always faith, because, like, it was just different. Like, a lot of people in Louisville still talk about, like, ah, oh, nah, you can't make it here. Of course, people have a little bit of an advantage in New York and L.A. and Atlanta. There's just more resources. But now it's, like, everything goes. Like, you can just put it on the Internet, and people will let you know if it's worth their time. So like, SoundCloud and Facebook were everything for you at 13? YouTube was first. Okay. SoundCloud, like, early on, I was just like, wow, this is perfect. Did you put up just audio on, on YouTube, or did you actually shoot a video? Bro, I was shooting videos with my friends, like a flip camera after school. Like, we were shooting, like, and I would edit them myself, like... On what? Just, like, little free programs. I can't remember any of their names, but mm-hmm. I would just download little programs. Because I didn't have iMovie at the time. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I was making I was making the videos. Like we were doing visuals early, like in middle school, literally. Like in seventh grade, we would leave school and like a group of us would get together and like we would shoot a video. That's dope. Yeah. Did you have any like narratives that went through it, or was it just like performance? It was just bad bitches. <laughs> type. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of that. There's some baddies in there early on. Um. Nah, it was mostly performance. That's what I've always liked. Because that's the videos I like. Like, even to this day, you watch some of my videos. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like, we're just... Because people got to feel the energy first. Now, these next few videos are going to get a little more conceptual. But, like, my favorite videos are when I'm, like... I treat it all... Every video like an introduction. Mm-hmm. You know, like, y'all know me. Like, more people are starting to know me. Still millions of people that don't know me. So, like, I try not to get too, like, clever and cute with it when it's, like... Y'all haven't even, like, felt this energy yet. So, that's why I think it's, like, to our advantage to just, like turn up on camera yeah i love videos like that like when artists come out and it's just like <laughs> this is them yeah like, there's nothing special to it but you know they like it you say that millions of people don't know you what if everybody does know you and they're just actively ignoring you <laughs> that would be tragic <laughs> <laughs> that'd be terrible i mean i i suppose there's a lot of that going on for real there's probably not too many but no no nah, i don't yeah no telling <laughs> yeah. there's definitely a lot of people that know about it that aren't saying anything but I've done that to people, so I'm not mad. Did you have friends who were also producing music or also rapping or yeah. singing? Or Well, I'm actually in a collective called Private Garden. That's these fellas right here. Mm-hmm. A lot of um, multi-talented guys in the group. It's 2X, Jack Harlow, and the homies. But they produce, they engineer me. Like We all we all work together, and they're all talented. So Why Private Garden? I was in my film studies class my senior year, and I was watching uh, one of those... What is it? Miyazaki? What's the guy that had the, uh, help me out. Spirited Away. Spirited Away. Oh, you okay. know those movies? Yeah, what's yeah. this dude's name that makes us? I thought you pronounced it right. Was it Miyazaki? Is that who so. he is? Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, there was you a can scene see how like terrified I am to pr- mispronounce anything I by know. the way now because oh, man. Louisville. <laughs> yeah, you gave me a complex or a complex. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. I tried to be gentle about that. <laughs> My fault. Nah, um, there was a scene with a secret garden in it, and I was like, yo, gardens are hard. And my grandma, she used to read me a book called The Secret Garden when I was like four. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I but just, Secret Garden is in Private Garden. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the little switch we made was like, uh, <laughs> Secret Garden feels a little too, um, I don't know, like fairy dusty. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's just like a little too cute. Right. Private Garden Private's sounds like, hard. Yeah, Private Garden like, you can't, yeah. you can't get in. Like, <laughs> we don't know you. Like, you know. <laughs> So, I like Private Garden. Yeah. The group. The collective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the collective. Yeah. As people. As humans. Yeah. <laughs> so, when did you start performing if you're recording at age 13? By 16. I was doing shows in Louisville. What kind of places? Little bars. But we would get them to agree to do all ages, and then kids would come out. You know, the first few, like, it was like 50 kids, and then it was 100 kids, and then we were selling out the little venues. They had stages in the in the bars? Yeah, it was mm-hmm. like, and the sound wasn't even too bad. There was a few that were like not great, but you know, they were real shows mm-hmm. and people were showing up. So that were your parents one. showing up? Yes, they were. They're in the back. My grandma even came once. Really? Really? She wore earplugs <laughs> and just danced in the back. That's awesome. Yeah. And so you started to sell out the venues. Yeah. And what is the move after selling out venues in your hometown? Get out of town. Where would you go? Atlanta. All the that's way where, there. That's where we went. We started going down there. How long a drive is that? Six hours. Okay. Yeah. So we started making the drive and heading down there periodically. And then we eventually just made the move about a year ago. Okay. Well, wait, but did you know anybody in Atlanta when you yeah. first like... KY Engineering. He's from Lexington. Legendary engineer. Two Chains engineer. Used to be Lil Wayne's engineer. Um, 
a Kentucky legend for real. And he got in contact with us and he started letting us come down and record at his studio at bass. So we were just getting to know him and eventually it was like, yo, like, I feel like we've, you know, done everything we can in Louisville. We're thinking about moving down here. So we moved down. He, you know, let us record at night and then um, eventually got introduced to drama and canon. Crazy. And then the rest is history. Jeff, let's just break into this podcast for one second to remind anybody who skipped the intro of this podcast for the last couple months and tell them what's going down this Wednesday, October 3rd at Highline Ballroom here in New York City. If you don't know about this show, then that means that you skip through every single ad we've done. Right. But also, you are not following us on Twitter or Instagram, where we have posted about this about 4,000 times. But you work really hard to avoid us. That's what we found. Yeah. <laughs> but this Wednesday, here in New York City, at Highline Ballroom, October 3rd, 7 p.m., we will be doing our podcast with the locks, our locks cast, called... <laughs> Two Jews and two black dudes review the movies, even though there are three black dudes and possibly five Jews. It's fine. Jeff, listen, let's not forget that we also have our exclusive and limited collaboration, our t-shirt that we did with Rough Riders, that you can only get if you're in the building this Wednesday. I have not forgotten that, but thank you for reminding me. All right, great. Great. So (laughs) I will see all of you out there. Get your tickets now at itstherial.com, or they're also available on ticketweb.com. All right, sounds good. Okay, great. And now back to Jack Harlow. When did you get your driver's license? At 16? 16, yeah, 2014. And have you been driving before that? With my mom in the shotgun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was learning how. Did you did you get it the first time? Yeah. Okay. But I messed up, but he still gave it to me. What did you mess up? I messed up too, and he gave it to me. I was like doing a three-point turn, and I tried to go forward, but the car was still in reverse. Oh. So I just shot backward. <laughs> <laughs> did you try to play it off and not look at him and just be like, Not because oh. I like low-key gasped. <laughs> so I was like, oh, it's a wrap for me. By the way, that's a pretty good like make-out move. <laughs> yeah. For real? Yeah. If you were to like, you know... I don't know. <laughs> oh, to grab to make sure that the person was safe. Yeah, yeah. It's a little creepy, but I'm just saying. <laughs> if it was 1950, by God. Yeah. <laughs> so you get your driver's license though, and you drive around town. How sure were you that you're like, all right, I'm gonna go drive six hours to another city and uh, get along down there? I had my bros with me, so we were feeling good. We were very optimistic about it. What um, kind of car were you guys in, and how many people would go down? My little Grand Prix, Pontiac Grand Prix. Whoa. About four of us. Yeah. Four or five. Stuff them in. We get in there, yeah. And we just... Windows ride. down. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes... Like, one time we... uh, Urban remembers this. We were on the highway and it was just pouring. Like, pouring. And we just rolled all the windows down. <laughs> I don't know why. But it was... I just remember it. We got and soaked. How did, it, how did Atlanta receive you? Well, I think, I think they're starting to like me. But at the time, like, were you just like, did you know where to perform? Did you know where to go? I did A3C. And then there was a guy named Jay Wise who's um, really plugged in down there. Mm-hmm. And he was giving me show opportunities. Just come out, do one or two songs. Um, but things things changed quickly. Like, especially after, you know, we made contact with KY. It's funny. Like, y'all probably get it. Like, you just start to learn what not to do. For sure. And it's like you get... it's That's it, the biggest you, thing. You start off, like wanting to do everything because you're just looking for it all and then once you get to the point of saying no to the right things then i feel like that's when you start to settle in so that's what kind of had to happen same thing in louisville but you know i went through that in louisville so I, when i got to atlanta it's like sped up process of like no i'm not nah, i ain't gonna do that or yeah i'll do that do you think that you had done everything that you could do back home in a way yeah and do you think that people were like 
Like, what's the perception of you back home, hometown hero? Or do you think people are just, like, wondering where you went? Or do you think people are, like, checking up on you online? Or what's the what's the perception back home People now? are still watching, for sure. Um, I mean, the bulk of my fan base is still, like, I think Louisville-driven. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's still them. So, like I said, the shows are sold out. Um, I think people people love what we got going on. Because they saw it come from the ground up, like... It wasn't like uh, we just popped up on the internet and we right. happened to be from Louisville. Like, a lot of people really saw us, like, grind it out, do these, like, little shows and, like, you know, watch me go through puberty for a lot of people. And, and now we're doing this. Yeah. 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 But, like, when when people from Louisville, Louisville <laughs> uh, hit you up, like, are you still in touch with everybody from back home? Yeah, I'm in touch with some people. There's some people that you, I think you naturally lose touch with. Just like if I had gone to college, I mm. might have lost touch with. But Oh, um, I lost touch with everybody from college. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like that. But I'm not sure what people's perception is. I've, I've been trying to think about that less and less mm-hmm. as yeah. I get older. But, um, you know, there's some people probably think I'm a jerk. Some people probably think I'm the nicest guy ever. No telling. I don't think you're the nicest guy ever. Ever? <laughs> yeah. That seems like a... Somebody told me that once, so really, just Who? say that. Somebody said that one. This girl, she said I was nice. Oh, you don't even know the my nice... name? Well, I ain't gonna shout her out. Oh. <laughs> Not that nice. Not that nice. Damn, just lost points. <laughs> um, so you performed at the University of Louisville? Yeah, I did a show there once. Um, and you performed at Kentucky? I haven't. I haven't done a leg show. Really? Would you ever? Yeah, yeah I would. They're trying to get me down there right now. We're How far is Lexington from Louisville? Hour. Oh, that's not bad. Not at all. Yeah. What are there any other cities that you would go to within Kentucky? I'll go to any city because to check. I really <laughs> would. There's there's other cities in Kentucky, but it's it's Louisville and Lexington. And like, but you know, shout out all of Kentucky. Yeah, I know y'all are listening, man. I love Owensboro. I love Elizabethtown. I love all y'all. <laughs> Give us a small, a real small town. I just gave you two. No, all right. <laughs> uh, Barstown. Shout out Barstown. Shout out the Appalachians. All right. Shout out Mountain Dew. Shout out everybody. Mountain Dew. They love that. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they cut you a check. Yeah. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I need a water check. Um, what is your bourbon of choice? Bullet. Okay. But I don't drink, though. Oh. I just see it around. I'm like, I like that. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yes. That sounds very my dad, convincing. My dad likes bourbon, though. But mm-hmm. he's my dad's actually never been drunk, but he like has the most excellent liquor cabinet because he likes to entertain. He likes That's to dope. host people. So he has all the bourbons. What do your parents do? They run a sign company together. A sign company? Yeah, they make signs. Whoa, that's yeah. dope. Yeah. So like for like different businesses and stuff like that sort yeah, of thing? Yeah, they make yeah. a yard sign or they make a banner. Like that's dope. Make... How did they get into that? Well, my dad used to be in construction. He had a little construction company with his friends. And then my mom worked at a dealership. They got married, dropped what they were doing, combined their powers, and just joined in with that. And they're deep in love, so like they're they're cool people. That's super dope. Yeah. And so when you're going this artistic route as young as thirteen, how can they help move that along? Like besides just like being supportive and making the biggest sign ever. <laughs> right. They actually helped me print my. Uh, I had some mixtape. I made like two hundred mixtape sleeves in middle school once, and I had this like printer at their office. So like I would tape each one down and like run my image over it and it, it was clean it came that's out awesome. real clean into jewel cases and then no oh. it was like it was like paper sleeves oh i see i see, I see. yeah, yeah that's was, awesome where were you selling going. your shit just at school yeah. would you sell them or give them away the first tape ever made i sold for two dollars but then i started realizing dang i should just give them away yeah, yeah so yeah. i really was making most of my bank when i was in middle school but then i had to rethink my strategy <laughs> start giving them out did you perform at high school functions at all 
Yeah, actually, once I did, it went left. <laughs> I did. I did some school stuff. Middle school, I did the talent show. High school, I did the semi talent show. It was like a vaudeville type deal. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very polarizing experience for everyone. Really, a lot of angry parents because I like told everybody to get up, come up to the stage and stuff. Parents don't like. Shout out other now. Pe- parents though. don't like it when people get up and go. <laughs> they don't the like stage. when you stand up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they don't like that. Did you grow up in a town that was like Footloose? <laughs> nah, not like that. I ain't gonna put all the parents of my city in a box. Like, not all of them. Right. Not just, all of them. Yeah, right. a small group though. Yeah. <laughs> but did people in Louisville um, like uh, rap the way that you did? Yeah, just because, well, at least for me, because everybody likes it now. It's the biggest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Like, in high school, that's what people were playing in a parking lot. So it was well, I mean, big. like, I, I think that, like, we understand that. But, like, when we were in high school, and we're not the same age, mm-hmm. um, when we were in high school, I feel like there were people who liked hip-hop, and there were people who sort of liked hip-hop, and there were people who, like, definitely did not right. like hip-hop. Right. And I don't know if that's the same way it is as, like kids these days i feel like now it's like everybody likes hip-hop and then it's like some kids are like i don't really know why they don't play instruments or something i don't know i would say your second breakdown just there was pretty accurate hmm. that's kind of how even it goes. with the voice yeah <laughs> especially that's how, the they voice. Yeah. <laughs> that's how they sound yeah that's how they sound nah but it's just too big now yes yeah. like that's what's getting played at the parties of course there's always gonna be people that i ain't really into that they like something else yeah i feel them but like everybody loves Lil uzi vert like Lil uzi vert is like a pop star right that's crazy yeah. massive yeah, yeah. So when you got ready to move down permanently mm-hmm. to Atlanta, um, what were you looking to get done down there? W- had you already met Drama and Canon? I hadn't. But right before I moved, Drama followed me on Instagram. So I was like, what's going on? <laughs> Did you block him? <laughs> no. Nah. I didn't. Big follow back. <laughs> um, Are you a part of Team Followback? Bro, we were just talking about this. <laughs> my TM over here is Team Followback, for real. Really? What? Oh, we need to get another microphone. Yeah, I was about to be like, "Yo, yeah, I know you're bugging. don't do that." Isn't isn't the worst feeling when you get followed by like you know you get the verified notification or whatever, and then you look at the person that's like follows three million people. That's the worst. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we don't follow Lil B. I know that like that's like a a not great thing to say, but like I'm sure he's like I mean we've texted with him. Yeah, nice guy. Nice guy. But, but like I don't follow. I, mean, him I, I like his movement though because I feel like it's a little different from like the people that have like this. It's like there's like a DJ. I don't remember his name on Twitter. Drama that follows. This <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> dude's hilarious. Yeah. No, uh, but like, but I can respect his movement. That doesn't mean I have to, I enjoy his tweets. Right. Like he tweets every like two seconds. Oh, and he retweets everything. Yeah. And signs them. But shout out Lil B. I ain't gonna be a part of this. <laughs> no, 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 no. You oh, don't want to no, get no. cursed, right? Shouts to Lil B. Yeah. We love Lil, love Lil B. B. Yeah. Go Warriors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All of that. That's fine. <laughs> Drama follows you. Mm-hmm. You follow him back. And what is the correspondence like? Between me and him? Yeah, I mean, at the time. Did you DM him or did I you DM you? I did. No. So I just, I, we just followed each other. And then when I moved to Atlanta, uh, a man named Randy found me through another friend, JY, is the guy I was t- yep. telling you about. He took me to Mean Street, mm-hmm. introduced me to drama, shook his a hand. A man named Randy. A man <laughs> named Randy. Yeah. If you're in Atlanta, you know Randy. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully I'll meet Randy one day. A character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he took me in there to introduce me to drama, and I started working. They just had me at the studio come by, and then they reached out. Canon and Drama, we took a real meeting, and they're like, we want to do this. Well, what kind of ex- expectations did you have, and did you want to link up with somebody on that level? Definitely. I mean, after I saw what they did with Uzi Vert, and plus, you know, hearing 
drama's voice my whole life. Like, yeah. you know, it was legendary for me. So I was definitely interested. And there was some, you know, QC was kind of talking to us at the same time. So I was just keeping uh, everything open. But Do you know that's because you were making ones. noise in their city? Definitely, yeah. And what kind of spots were you hitting at that point? I really wasn't doing a lot of shows when I moved down there. It was just the music was moving on the internet. Like, hmm. Dark Knight's really what did it. Mm-hmm. Like, I can, I can be honest about it. Like, before Drama and them signed me, like, we had been talking about it, but there wasn't a ton of movement on it. So I went ahead and dropped Dark Knight. And then after that, like, Drama told me he was walking uh, through Mean Street, and there was, like, an Atlantic A&R meeting taking place inside a room, and Dark <laughs> Knight was playing. So he, like, opened the door. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, we're, about, we're about to sign him. Like, <laughs> he came through that night, and then we made it happen, like, a few weeks later. So. Wow. That's super dope. Yeah, it's a blessing, man. Like, I, I'm in there like almost every night recording, and every time they walk in, it's still like, damn, it's some legends. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Um, how far did it proceed though with QC at all, or no? We took a meeting, and they were they were interested. But I'll tell you, like in the meeting, I don't know if y'all know who P is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He came in the room and like <laughs> basically checked me, like asked me, you know, what I thought. Um, if I thought a white person could break in Atlanta and like, he just, I think he was kind of trying to challenge, you know, like what I thought, but I, you know, I just stood up to him, like told him like, I understand everything you're saying. I think that I'm going to pop though. Like, I think this is going to work. So I don't know. I think that part of that was the reason that that didn't escalate too much. Yeah. I don't think he was feeling it, but you we, know, much respect to him. No, for sure. And, um, we we've we've talked about this before. We had a meeting um, at BET. At BET, yeah. The number two person over there asked us to come in for a meeting in 2010, and they were like, "Hey, you know, we love all the sketches you're doing, and we think that you guys have a really singular voice, and and it's very unique, and we'd love to have you in." And we we're like, "Dope!" And we 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 went in the lobby, and interns were walking by, and like, "Holy shit, it's the reels here!" And we were like, "We were like, oh, that's a great welcome." We walked down the hallway. And the woman who was the head of development at the time right. sat us down and she said, all right, first question, why do you think that you're able to comment on my culture? And we're like, well, yeah. and should I have said like, hey, we've worked with everyone from Bun B to Joe Budden to enlist like everyone, Cameron and everyone like loves us and sees the work we put in and knows that we're out like at every event and all that. Yes, I've, I, I went in a different direction. And I said, well, you know, we've loved hip-hop ever since the days of Arrested Development. And she goes, I love that show. And we were like, well, we do too, yeah, but that's, we're talking about the music the band, group. Yeah, you know, it's, it's whatever. Fine, yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that meeting... I would have said the same thing as her, though. Ended there. You would have said what? It ended there? What do you mean? Oh, yeah. No, she I was mean, just like, like... In that it didn't, like, we didn't, we don't have a show on BET. <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. You don't see these faces on, on BET. Yeah. Right, correct. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would have been uh that would have been a tough question for me to answer. I'm I'm ready for what Charlemagne has to say to me when I get to Breakfast Club, you know? Those but these are questions that got to be uh asked, I guess. Sure. Yeah, for sure. I think that like especially with like an audience that's, you know, majority black as uh Breakfast Club is, it's like you need to prove yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, there are a lot of like dumb people of any race out here. And, um, you know, what gives you what does give you the right to to make inroads into a culture that is not yours? Right. And I, I do think that that the answer is um, based in authenticity and it's based in like, have you proven yourself? And it's like you put the time in, you show the love, you show the respect and and people give it back. And that's, I think, been proof for us. And it looks like it's proof for you as well. Right. 
Yeah, I would say so. I'm still, I, I still don't know. Like, what you're talking about, like, how you, that was your answer for it? Like, it's something I still think about. I don't know, like, when you necessarily uh, prove you had to write, but. But you're also not dealing, like, we're, we were working in comedy, mm-hmm. which is a different field than what you're working in. So, like, what gives us the right to comment in that way on a culture that isn't ours? You are writing, or you're, you're singing, not singing, you're rapping about your own experience, right? yeah. your truth. So that's like, you know, but you're using an art form that isn't necessarily yours. Yeah. Or yeah. it is yours, you know, I don't know. No, no I know. I totally agree with y'all's perspective on it. I guess you're right. The commenting thing is a little different. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so Drama says to the Atlantic A&Rs, we've got them, and then in weeks, the deal is done. What changes for you at that point? Nothing. <laughs> so still the same work ethic, still the same book. Probably more, just because... Like, I started recording. I never thought I could be an artist. It was, you know, recording every night in the studio every night. But once I got there, it's like, especially at at, at first, there was nothing else to do. <laughs> so it's like, you might as well record. And it became like um, a job in the best way, though. Like, show up and just like record, see what happens. Did you like, always, did you stay in the same room? You have a room I like to use. It's the C room, but I can bounce around. The C I, room is the the smaller one? Yeah, it's the smallest one. Mm-hmm. Um but I like switching environments because it, it just brings something out of you. You feel like you're getting a fresh start. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're building the new generation now building. Yeah. And I can't wait to start recording there because it's just going to be like a new spot. Yeah. Have you recorded in other cities or, yeah, on, yeah. or on buses? I ain't done buses. Yeah. I ain't, been, I ain't had a bus yet. But, but, but other cities give you a different, a different type of feeling? I would say so. I, I haven't um, recorded in other cities like extensively. I did L.A. and New York. Mm-hmm. But... It's just been like little one-offs, or maybe I had to do some drops or yeah. something. But I haven't like locked in in another city. But I want to come up here and like spend a week like at recording. our apartment. Yes. <laughs> With yeah, these mics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was the first experience where you were just like, "Well, this is so different than the artist that I thought I was." Like working with, you know, collaborating with someone else in a studio, seeing how they worked, or great question. When I got to Atlanta, um. Like I said, I went to Mean Street and I got in with Lil James and Scheme. And they put a beat on, and you know, these dudes went in the booth and just like knocked their verses out, and me, I was still writing. And so I immediately off top, like I realized, you know, I'm slowing songs down by trying to be a writer. Cause that's how I grew up doing it. So that was the main thing is I got to a point, I remember I got off tour in January and I was like, when I get back, like I'm gonna start trying out the punch rap, mm-hmm. freestyling, like stop being so calculated. And that's really how Loose came to be, hmm. like, for the most part. Like, Sundown was one of the last, like, written records. Really? But most of Loose is, like, freestyled, like, bar for bar punching. And that changed my life. Like, it changed my creative process because now I work quicker. And there's something so pure about it, like, mm-hmm. when you're just, like, doing it right then. Because when I would write, I'd be so slow and calculated and want to get it the right way. But mm-hmm. when you're in the booth, you just you just go. It's off the cuff. So you're thinking of rhythms first and then... In a way, the the good thing is, like, that's why I'm so glad there were so many years of writing and listening to music, because you get to a point for me now, it's like, I don't have to think about rhythm or getting in the right pockets. It's like dancing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm always going to, like, hit the beat the right way, I feel like. Now, it's just like, what you want to say right now? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, but you don't have that much time to think, so you're just, like, working quick. But it's like muscle memory, like, just to punch rap. Yeah, because you know, you're just on the beat and you just decide what to say, but you know what's going to sound good rhythmically or melodically. Do you enjoy getting pushed by like an engineer or a producer, no. or are you somebody who likes working in a vacuum? 
I don't know if I necessarily like working in a vacuum, but like, like I did a session with a producer in LA a few weeks ago. A producer I like, mm-hmm. I like his beats, and he was you know challenging me in the studio and asking for what he wanted and having me redo takes and like. I think that's a good thing, and I think that's good for a lot of artists. I don't really like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like I like to, I like to make the decision about you know what sounds best for me. Yeah, for sure. So that's funny you asked that. I don't really like being pushed. Hmm. Like to how how to do things. Well, did you end that session early then? Nah. Okay. I, I toughed it out. Gotcha. Hmm. But it was a good time. Yeah, yeah. Do yeah. you still listen to that? The results of that session? No. Hmm. No. And, but that's my boy. Yeah. If he's hearing this and he put the pieces together, I still love you. <laughs> but you know. How about drama? Was it Will I Am and was it for Fergie? <laughs> nah. No. How about uh, drama and Canon? What do they add to the mix? Do you run your stuff by them? Or do you yeah, say I do. nothing? <laughs> so Cannon put the final touches on loose. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, beefed up some of the drums. But I look up to them a lot just on some, like, life shit. Like, I spent plenty of late nights at Mean Street just talking to Cannon and him just, like, giving me game. Like, hmm. I'll listen for hours to him talk, you know? Drama the same way. A lot of respect for both of them. But they, in terms of, like, creatively, they let me do my thing. Like, mm-hmm. they don't try to, like, push me a certain way. We shot a video for one of my records called Routine. And didn't even come out i just didn't like it like they put a label budget behind it we shot the whole thing they edited it and like i just thought it was whack and they're like cool we ain't dropping it then hmm. like they're letting us do our thing man and that's it's, dope it's a blessing because i know there's a lot of other situations where it might not be that way so i'm super grateful to them for you know letting me grow because sometimes i think when somebody's on you and telling you how to do things like it stunts your growth a little bit like for me like early on i was getting contacted by labels and i was sending them songs and like they had a perception of, you know, what type of artist they thought I was. And they'd be like, make it funnier. Or, like, do this. Like, I need you to be a little more humorous. Or, like, bring this side of you out. And it's, like, it's hard to grow into a person when that's going on. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So Should we be telling you to be funnier on this podcast? <laughs> that would be bad. <laughs> yeah. That would be bad. Just every, like, five minutes, you'd be like, be funnier. <laughs> I would get, Make yeah. us laugh. I would get tight, quit. Yeah. Was was there always the, the expectation then that... that the Generation Now deal, which goes through Atlantic, that you would be an Atlantic artist? Yeah. I mean, we slowly figured that out because that's a, more of a recent thing for them that mm-hmm. they uh, did that. But, you know, once they presented the pros to us, I was like, all right, let's go. Um, Are you causing problems for Lake the way that <laughs> other artists might be? <laughs> I don't think so. I'm not that high maintenance. <laughs> I think the only thing I cause issues about is sometimes, like, my indecision about, like, what I want to do with my music. But... Hmm. Overall, I ain't too, uh, I ain't too difficult to deal with. I love Good, Lake because like Lake uh, has got some kids now at home. That's right. You know, right. yeah, he needs to get his sleep in. <laughs> Doesn't need to be answering phone calls at like three a.m. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> Lake's handling business. Yeah. So, if you're recording every night at Mean Streets, do you have a catalog that's just like almost ridiculous? How much music it's you getting have? getting there. It's getting there. It's a lot of different ideas, and it was never like this. Right. Like it used to be like. I'd make 15 songs and eight of them will be on the project. Now yeah. it's like we have so many to choose from. And just the repetition, I just feel like we're getting better. But there's there's a lot of songs. Do you Frankenstein any of them? How you mean? Like, do you take, do you say like, all right, well, that song might not have worked, but I loved what I spit in the second verse of that random song that we won't use, but I'll use it later on. As yeah, like take it into like a bridge or something. Yeah. I guess so. Sometimes I write songs that I know aren't going to come out and then I'll like rap them at like, little stuff when you come up here and they want you to rap you know what i mean so i'll use morning. it later <laughs> yeah type, wait yeah. just do like a quick like thousand bars right now <laughs> no, I can't do just it. like just like a quick thousand i'd rather you ask me to be funny <laughs> <laughs> 
Yo, Styles, what are you doing on Wednesday, October 3rd? Smoking weed, I'm being a Highline Ballroom. Yo, what you doing there? I'm, I'm gonna come join you. It's a show called Two Jews in the Dorm, Two Black Dudes Review the Movies. Oh, that's nice. That's dope. Highline Ballroom. You bringing anybody? Yeah. You mind if I tag along? <laughs> come on in, brother. No doubt. Don't miss it. I'll be there. So, everybody, it's Two Jews, Two Black Dudes, Highline Ballroom. October 3rd. <laughs> Special guests. Don't miss it. We're gonna watch a movie. Live, you'll be there watching it with us. You'll be able to kick it with us, give feedback, watch crazy sheet looch, watch fucking psychopath, fucking serial killer Jeff. <laughs> and Eric and myself, he did, you know, it's gonna be fucking lit. Yup, yup, yup. That was really good. Yeah, Jadakiss, if people want to go get their tickets, where can they go? That was good. That was really it's good. It's therealdot.com. <laughs> So now you're established in Atlanta. Do you consider yourself more Atlanta than you are Louisville? Come on. Nah. <laughs> nah. Nah, not at all. Do you run into like different artists like randomly in Atlanta? Yeah. At the mall. Really? That's where they all are at. Yeah. Yeah. That happens. Um, Who have you seen at the mall? Gunna. I saw Gunna at the mall a couple months ago. That's cool. Yeah. I see like a lot of like like dudes that are at the helm of things that aren't necessarily the artists, mm-hmm. but they have like a Gucci suit on <laughs> and they like got a girl with them. But it's like a lot of characters in Atlanta, like not just artists. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just like people that are on like the fringe of things. Do you go to get your car washed at Mr. Hotshot? I don't get my car washed. I've, n- I've never gotten a car wash. I need e- to. Ever? Never. I've never had a car wash. That's a choice? Um, I suppose it is. <laughs> How come? It never seemed necessary. <laughs> I don't know. I just ain't got. That's my like car people wash. who I guess like dirty shoes. You just like your car dirty. I like my car. I, like I don't my shoes like it dirty. dirty. Oh, it's not dirty enough to where I'm like I feel like cleaning it. But you've never gotten it clean, so it might be really dirty. Do you consider? Do you guys look at him crazy with his <laughs> car. Does he have like a really dirty? I know car? y'all don't get car washes either. I didn't even know you was like that. <laughs> See, you're learning things on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For real. Yeah. What about you? But were you washing that last Yo, one? what a stunt. I know, that was, a, that was yeah. good, yeah. Being like, Ace Pro, you wash just your got car? A new no, car. I got a new car. His, I mean, his, the color is, I mean, you can't really tell the dirt on his car. So the is it brown? I know. It's gold. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, oh right. yeah. you want to know it's smart. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's, that's why. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Never wash. Oh, so it. then you always have to wash that's your car. That's dirty. Black also well, gets dirty. Yeah. You would never wash your car if it was a different color. What color was it? Silver. Silver. Yeah, so we get started. Okay, so until you got a car, it doesn't. No, it's not as bad as the white. Right. I uh, the listeners gonna be mad that they ain't hearing this other <laughs> other side of this conversation. We're gonna turn the volume up. All right, but people here. Just um, you're you're in a place now where you're a major label artist. You have uh, legends that you're working with. You are. No one's getting in your way in terms of creativity, which is super dope. Your fan base is growing, and you still have. Um, hopefully all your fans from home still on board. Yeah, so what's going wrong in your life? <laughs> That's what I was about to say. A lot, of, a lot of blessings. Yeah. I'm trying to count them. Um, everything's cool, man. I guess sometimes I get lonely, but other than that, you know. Let's talk about that. I'm happy to. <laughs> yeah. But... Life's cool. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I want you pulling up to the mall with a girl. Yeah. Not just by yourself. We need Don't that. be lonely. Yeah. <laughs> we need that. <laughs> Have you found a lot of people from home hitting you up now that you are winning? I would say so, yeah. Yeah? Are you still on Facebook? My account's still on there. Yeah. Same. Right. 
I don't yeah. actively use it. But. Well, I mean, I do think that there is something to this, like, where it's like, you've obviously had a lot of ups. At what point were you like, you want to know what, like, maybe this is not going the way it should be. Like, maybe, maybe something is, I need to recalibrate. And maybe it was with, um, with Dark Knight, you know, like, where you were like, you want to know what, like, maybe, or uh, before Dark Knight, I guess, you know, where, where you thought, like, it didn't get what you wanted it to to do, right? Yeah. Was there any? Was there ever a time where you were just like, you want to know what this is? Something needs to change. I would say so. I kind of do that a lot. Like anytime I get into like an emotional rut or a creative one, like I try to challenge myself to do something different because I'm pretty like self aware about like what's going on in my head. Mm-hmm. So sometimes like you just like gotta go to the sauna or something, and like st- I try to like stay off my phone. And like delete Twitter and Instagram off my phone just because of the habit of getting on there. Just stuff, little stuff like that. Like I just try to be uh, aware of, you know, how I'm treating myself. How did that work, by the way? What you mean? When you deleted the apps? Oh, it's amazing, bro. Free? It's actually amazing. And I put this. I tell people this all the time. And like, I don't ever want it to like come off as like a a self righteous thing. But I'm really trying to put people on to like something that could actually make them happier. Like, I'm. I don't even be knowing the memes now. Like, people, like, show me, like, jokes on their phone, like, that are ongoing, and, like, I be I don't know them. And it's, like, a good feeling, because I'm, like, damn, I really ain't been on there as much. Like, I'm spending less of my day, like, scrolling. Because you get caught scrolling. Like, yeah. you go sit on the toilet, and you might scroll for 40 minutes for like, sure. with your asshole open, like, <laughs> scrolling. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. Right. So I just try to stay off it. When I go to the studio, I delete the apps off my phone. Wow. And then... And you can really zone in. Exactly. Put my phone on airplane mode. What do you do when you're on an airplane? Put his phone in airplane mode. <laughs> I keep it off because I want my stuff to come back as soon as we land. Do you sleep or do you watch movies? I, I can't sleep on planes. Yeah, um, Sam. I play. We play our switches. Mm. Play video games. I mm-hmm. might watch a movie, but we play Mario Kart. Play Minecraft. Just stuff to pass the time, especially long ones. Oh wait, so the, the switches have like a, a Bluetooth, Bluetooth type. Yeah. yeah. When you go on tour and you're playing different festivals or different stage lineups and everything, um, and you go to a new city. What's that like for you, and how do you sell yourself to a crowd that may or may not know you? The main thing we always try to tell each other is just have fun, because people can feel that. I think that's why people like our videos, is like they feel like we're having fun, and everybody wants to have fun. Do you think the same energy that you bring to Louisville works in Brooklyn, works in Manhattan, works in Los Angeles? In terms of like when I'm on stage? Mm-hmm. I would say so. The crowd was kind of chill over here mm-hmm. when I did it. but I mean, that's New York, though. Yeah, that's why I didn't get too offended. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in general, um, there's a lot of still selling yourself to these crowds, which isn't that fun, but I think, you know, it's a good thing to go through to get better. Yeah. And do you react the same way for a handful of people in the audience as you do a sold out crowd? I'd be lying if I did. I'd be lying if I said I did. But I try to. I right. know that's the way to do it. Well, for sure. But I mean, you just, it's different when you, the adrenaline you're getting is like, from the crowd yeah you right. know what i'm saying like i can go as hard as i can but there's something so different about a sold out crowd that knows the lyrics yes yeah. like surreal. we have a we have a difference of opinion when it comes to like if it's a light crowd jeff gets affected by it i'm just like i'm like will ferrell like at saturday night live it's like oh this is tanking i'm gonna go like all the way in and like you know really that's the best option though i think i i i, I think so how's it affect you Oh, I'm just like, fuck it. <laughs> what do you mean, though? What do you do? Walk off stage. No, um, I mean, like, I, it's just harder for me to get into selling it because I feel like a fraud. I'm just like, we all know that, that you know, it's it's not like, you know, 10,000 people here, you know? Yeah. 
Like it, it feels like a recital, and so like it's a little bit like there is this unspoken energy. That's the worst yeah. part. Is like like everybody in the crowd looks like they're like this. Like what's he gonna do since there ain't no one here with us? Well, I mean that being said, like we've never performed in front of like nobody. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, that's like, true. So yeah. I mean, like, but it is like this thing where it's like you want it to be more than what it is, and I think that like you sort of put that expectation out where it's just like everybody feels like this should be like I'm I'm somebody who is very much inside my own head, mm-hmm. um, and so like for performing is not like I come alive on stage. It's more like it's just an extension of um, of me, like, you know, at any time. Makes um, sense. What was the worst performance that you can remember right now? It was at Ollie's Trolley. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Couldn't finish your burger. Yeah. Oh, shoot. It had to be when I was younger, man. Like, I, I've done some bad shows. Like, just some light crowds. Just being in Louisville, opening for somebody. Like, nobody comes through. Like, just when I was younger. Yeah. Our worst performance was a hosting gig that we did at South by Southwest. Atlantic asked us to do their giant show at Stubbs. So, like, 4,000 people in the audience. Streamed on title. And it's everybody there, right? It Everybody from the, the entire... Like, roster is there. So Gucci is headlining. Meek is there. Ty Dolla Sign is there. Kyle is there. Um, Don Q. Don Q was there. I mean, there. It, it was everybody. Yeah. Oh, Cardi. Cardi, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Uzi. Yeah. yeah. It was everybody, right? Wow. And, and we're hosting, and... Well, the thing was that the organizers were like, we need you to, like, pimp out these, like, six different brands. So Monster Energy. New uh, Era Hats. Yeah. Title. Yep. Whoever. And we had, and they were like, you need to go out there between every act. Now, we just <laughs> named like 15 acts. So we're going out there every five minutes and being like, hey guys, don't know if you remember, but like, check out Monster Energy Drinks and stream on Title and, yeah. you know, wear your new era hat or whatever. And who's ready for Gucci, right? And Gucci's running late and Meek was running late and. And the DJ got sick. The DJ got sick, so he peeled off and wasn't there so there's no music playing in between meek and gucci and wow. everyone's been waiting for hours wow it's hot out we're like there's no Who water? Wants water yeah and then we look to the to, to the left of the stage and there's one water bottle oh man and there's four thousand people and we're like fuck that didn't work at all yeah and, and so then people started people <laughs> and this went is from... on title this is on title like live streaming so this it went from people being like ambivalent towards us <laughs> to now fuck these guys they don't have water for me it's right. a thousand degrees See, out. Like there's the villains of the there's show no oh, yeah. every time y'all popped up and yeah. we're just like buy your new era hats <laughs> and it was literally like boo like yeah just like this wall of booze. There were but, booze? But, oh, well, yeah. But, but by the way, by the way. But, like, we made it through for 90% of the 90% show. 90% of the show was amazing. And, like, Mike Kaiser is just like, you guys are fucking killing it. And the whole thing's going great, right? And then it was just, like, off the cliff. Yeah. And what finally. What went left, though? What's that? What went left? Oh, we didn't have water. Oh, that's it. Didn't have water. We there didn't was have no water DJ. for 4,000 people. Did I you don't hear understand? what we just said? <laughs> that was the only thing. Though. It was that's horrible. Set it off. And we had to. We had well, to... and that we had, you know, pimped out. Oh, we didn't. And we didn't even eat. Like that whole night, it's Stubbs. It's Stubbs Barbecue, the best barbecue in Austin. And like, it, it they're we like, didn't they're like, eat until like four. Well, because they're like, they're like, okay, like Kyle's ready to go, and we're like, great. And we go off, and we're like going to search of food, and they're just like, where's it's the real? And we're like, motherfucker, go back. And they're just like, what up, everyone? Who's ready for Ty Dolla Sign? Monster, thanks to Monster Energy Drink, whatever. Then they're like, get off, get off, get off, get off. So we have to run off and like hopefully like try to get food. Didn't get food until four in the morning, and then we had a flight at five or wow. something like yeah. that. To go anyway. host our cousin's third wedding to the same girl in six months. Right. 
bad night. Yeah. Bad night for your boys. Incredible story. Yeah. yeah. Um, did we figure out what your worst performance was? Oh, you went to Stubbs? Oh, damn. We had a bad Stubbs experience. Did I you? Should we, all, we should all not go back to Stubbs. <laughs> I would go back to Stubbs. Shout to Stubbs. I'm going back if there's 4,000 with y'all. Talking oh, about. yeah. That was fun. Wait, who I did want you? That one. Did you just perform? I did an indoor show. Okay. Oh. I, ain't, I, can't, I wouldn't say that's the worst. I'm surprised you said that. Yeah, they were cutting me off early. Like, I don't want to talk about it. No, that's rough. Ugh. It's all good. We've been to ones where like... Actually, I think most of the most of the Dipset shows that we've ever been to, the sound man like ends up being the villain. Yeah. And Cam gets angry at them and like, yeah, a lot yeah, of that. They just don't care. But I feel them. Do you have your they own sound care. guy? No, not yet. No. Can't wait. Yeah. Because they don't care. Talk to your friends of Generation Now about that. We need that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll know when it's time. Yeah. So are you working on your official debut album now? I wouldn't say that. I'm okay. just recording. I don't know what it's going to be. Um, are you against just like dropping singles and just like going like that i'm not against it no. are you are you somebody who needs a shape to your story you have a you have a certain narrative that you want to push across in what will be your debut project or you're just like i don't need that i'm a new artist and uh i think in a new way i'm just yeah i'm just feeling it out i feel like i'll know when it's time to make the debut album i feel like you know the chessboard will be set will be popping like people will be it'll feel like okay it's time for the album and then we'll lock in, and whatever I feel at that time is what an album calls for, I guess is what's going to come out of it. But right now, that's why I call it Lucid Tape, because mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't feel like, you know, it doesn't feel like Good Kid, Mad City yet. Yeah. You know? And in terms of Sundown, which you said was the last one you actually physically wrote. It's one of the last, like, that was towards the end of that era of, like, me, like, really locking in and writing. Was that one of the last songs you recorded in that process? No, nah, it was one of the first songs from the tape. Really? Yeah. And what made you want to put it first on the on the whole project? It's just like, I like intros that open that just smash. Yeah. Like, I just like when people turn the tape on, like, I'm not a big fan of, uh, like, skits at the beginning or, like, slow right. piano songs with 40-second right. intro. Like, I want people, like, to immediately be engaged. Yeah. With the attention spans of now, it's like, <laughs> might as well come out with that. And I just figured it was a good way to do it. Um, how not great is your vision? My left eye is damn near blind. My what? right eye is flawless. There's no prescription in this. But this one is, it's a lazy eye. Really? Wow. Can't hardly see. Yeah. Whoa, I had no idea. Uh, has it always been like that, or was it degenerative? Since birth, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's just like astigmatism, like just like to the nth. Yeah, it's just horrible. Wow. Like, um, I had to wear a patch when I was younger to correct it in class. Like wow. kindergarten, first grade, like I walked around with a patch over my right eye just to make this one work. Right. Mm-hmm. Can you bring back the patch? I'm sure we could. Hey. They sell them at all the stores. Yeah. <laughs> Coverlet, eye patch. I used to hate them. Yo, get a sponsored eye patch. That'd be hard, but by I Monster. It. Yeah. <laughs> by Monster. I want, I think the patches that, like, a slick rig patch <laughs> fly. I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying. Those fly. Yeah. I would wear that. Maybe that'll be the next phase of my career when I shave my head and put on a patch and have a beard. <laughs> yo, I'm so into this. That, I, I would say I'm like, I'm, I'm into what's going on now. I'd be very into that. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. But that's wild. No, yeah. but that's like, that's a good second or third album like thing. It's just like. No, I've definitely thought about my evolution because I have bald genes in my family. Do you really? I, yeah, it doesn't seem like y'all do, but like I, my dad's bald. My mom's dad went bald in his 30s. Like, wow. It could very easily be a rap for me now. Nah. Lucky man. I suppose. Wait, yeah. Or you should get sponsored by Propecia. <laughs> What's that? Or uh, uh, Rogaine. Bosley. No, I've already started putting Rogaine in. Have really? you really? My, sal- my guy at my salon, he was like, you're not balding yet, but you got to understand, these people go bald and then they try to put Rogaine in. It ain't going to grow back. You got to protect against the testosterone coming to your follicles now. So I've just been putting Whoa. it in. 
Whoa. Put it on my hair. That's dope. Also, by the way, shout out to you for going to a salon because I go to a salon. Hey, you got yeah, to. Yeah, I go to a curly hair specific I don't salon. anymore because my man over here actually cuts my hair, the one that's team follow back. Yeah, he is team follow back. Yeah. <laughs> but I used to go to a salon. Will you follow us back? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we got the plan for uh, the second and third albums. Uh, <laughs> but uh, where do we go from there? I don't know. I had some really good questions and I can't think of them now. No. Hit them with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I just, can I just say, I love Sundown. I think it's a great record. You like I'm, it for I'm, real? I love it. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I loved it. Yeah, I loved it's it like when. Put it on like repeat in here. Yeah, for sure. Also, um, in my Oxcore DJ ness, it's, you know how some songs don't line up on like perfectly on one? It loops, don't it? It loops perfectly. Yeah. It loops perfectly for sound for um for um shout out KY Engineer he did that works perfectly for Spotify so you just hit the rewind button yeah. and it goes Apple right Music in front does of it too it's awesome yeah it's very oh yeah we don't want to offend all of our yeah shout out title. shout out to shout title, out to title. title. <laughs> Napster yeah Monster Energy yeah New Era exactly yeah I'm so happy you're here by the way because Same. it really has been like a a thing where it's like like people honestly hit us up all the time. And I don't know when it started happening. It, it must have been when your video came out. It was like post sundown. I started seeing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's dope. But like, it's fun for us. Yeah, I like and I it. like I like how there's energy in the building from all of our friends who know us so well too. And we're just like, hey, you're, like you're working with Jack Harlow, and they're like, yeah, he he, he looks like you guys. We're like, we know. Thank you. Yeah. Actually, what is your like ethnic makeup? <laughs> Caucasity. That's it? it. Yeah, I'm like British and French or something. Wow, might be a tiny bit of Cherokee in there, but. But Harlow is like Harlow's a British name, I think. Yeah, yeah. We, did we didn't even talk? Did you have a rap name? I used to be Mister Harlow when I was little. Mister Harlow. Oh my yeah. God! Bring that back when you have the eye pouch. It's time. <laughs> Are you kidding? It's time. Yeah. Mister Harlow. Mister Harlow. It should be like a Ti versus Tip thing. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I would go by Mister Harlow again. Yeah. By the way, Mister Fallback. Yeah. Liked yeah. It. <laughs> Sorry, Team Fallback. Mister Fallback is his father. <laughs> <laughs> um talking about your vision i asked quavo one time because he was wearing glasses actually i asked fab one time because mm-hmm. he was wearing glasses and i was like oh like don't you hate it how people wear glasses to look smart and fab was like oh mine are fake and i, and I said to quavo and i said fab was wearing fake glasses don't you hate it when people wear fake glasses to look smart and he's like no nah, mine are real so i can see through the fuck boys and i was like Good, uh, good start to the interview. Yeah, I mean the <laughs> Migos so hated us. Yeah. Well, did they really? Yeah. Well, yeah, but but, he, but this is this is Offset in jail, Migos. This is first album not going to sell, Migos. This is like just come from Hot ninety seven had a terrible interview, Migos, and you know we started this podcast three years ago, right? So some artists are a little unaware of like what podcasts are. So they, I'm sure, they were like telling their three hundred people that like. We're going to these dudes' apartment, and we're going to talk for an hour. They don't yeah. seem like the type of dudes to, you know, fake it. You know what I mean? Oh, like, they were not happy at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Nor were there, like, 15 friends. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, they showed up with, like, the most people in our apartment. Yeah. And you can see that it is, while it is a Manhattan mansion, <laughs> uh, it is not the most extensive uh, property. But also, of course. I, and I honestly feel this way, I feel like, should we have the opportunity to do it again, they are much more happy and much more accomplished now and would totally 
yeah. do a better interview than they did at that not, point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So you them could tell early. your friends over at QC. That's right. I'm going to let them know. Yeah, yeah Call please. P tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I figured it out. I know why I'll work. <laughs> also, that. I have a message from my friends. Yeah. Perfect. But anyway. But, yeah. okay, so that was your feeling on glasses. Yeah. Do you have a question for Jack or no? Yeah, do you get sponsored by people who like with glasses or no? No, no sponsors yet. Really? Damn. We could introduce you to Warby Parker. Hey, that's what these are. That, that's what's I, up. Believe me, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm with it. Okay. Yeah. I will, I've been thinking about getting some new frames anyway. Um, these, you know, they're getting kind of stale to me. <laughs> and there's another thing that's pretty interesting I want to tell you all about that I discovered because there's... Is this a pyramid scheme you're about to let us in on? <laughs> I got you. I have something really interesting to tell you. Yeah. These scissors. <laughs> there's no since there's no prescription in this lens, mm-hmm. but there is in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it magnifies my eye from the outside differently. So like, if you watch my left eye, when I pull my glasses up oh. and down, since they can't see on the podcast, I'm gonna tell them what's going on. You can see my eye gets smaller. Yes. You can even see like the side of my face coming because this is obviously such a strong prescription. Yes. And so once I I discovered this once, um, and I was pissed off because I was like, my whole life like, I could have been more handsome. You know what I mean? <laughs> because they say symmetry is the reason. Like I was losing. I didn't have the symmetry in my face. I still don't. Like mm-hmm. if you ask me, like that's why you know this. My eyes are the same size. Yes. Yeah. It's like a little smaller than this one. So I've been trying to figure out. You know, if there's somebody that can give me a lens that isn't really like that, because I hear they have lenses that aren't necessarily yeah, so like thick. Wait, yeah. we've gotten well, to the root of your loneliness. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm so glad that we kept talking <laughs> until we figured this out. Wait, and you you can't do contacts because it's just too big. What did you say? The lens. The contacts. No? What about contacts? Can would you, you do? Them? Would you ever do contact lenses? I tried them out, but I mean, I like having my glasses on. Okay. Yeah. So, whenever we walk around, people are like signifiers, like curly hair, glasses, like totally, you know, if I had a different set of hair, I wouldn't be as noticeable as I am. Well, people don't really notice. That is true. If, we're, if I'm by myself, Jeff gets, and Jeff's by himself, he'll get noticed more. But if we're together, obviously, people are like, oh, oh. really? Yeah. yeah. Well, when you're a celebrity like I am, <laughs> I mean, you understand. Uh. <laughs> yeah. No, but... but should you have the opportunity to have contacts and not wear glasses, that would be... I don't like the effort of it. Of putting the like, contacts isn't in? That, isn't that why you don't... So, do, well, yeah. that, that's one... One, I wear my glasses. Like, I've always worn glasses. So, I was taking them off for a little while. Like, I wanted to be able to wear them and not wear them sometimes, like, for a year. Like, in Dark night, like, there's scenes where I don't have glasses on. Mm-hmm. But I kind of put that to bed. Um, But, yeah, it sucks putting them in. Yeah, taking them out, put them in, all of it. It's like I ugh. feel like also like I don't. So I do need glasses, but I don't need them all the time. Me like neither. if I'm if I'm just sitting in my apartment, yeah, I don't wear glasses. Me neither. When I lay up with a girl, I take them off, mm-hmm. and I so I can just move my face. <laughs> I want to. You, know? you, so you can live. Yeah, exactly. Because it's freeing to take them with off. A girl, but Stop, I'm bro. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, what happens when you watch a movie? Have to wear glasses? No, like, like in a theater. No, like I'm telling you, like. I can see perfect because I use this eye. This mm-hmm. eye is flawless. Right. So I don't, oh. I don't need glasses. So you don't use the other one? I mean, this eye might be getting used right now. I can see my peripheral, but like I kind of rely on this eye to like really see shit. Wow. Like, this is, my hand's blurry for me right now. Yeah. But this is not, you know. Gotcha. Maybe you're Fetty Wap's brother. Hey, <laughs> I love Fetty. I met him a few months. Let me Did tell you, really? you a story, Please. bro. Yeah. 
Let me tell you a story since y'all are out of questions. <laughs> nah, check this out. I went to the studio, got introduced to Fetty Wap. And he was telling me about, like, all his baby mamas and, like, how many he has and stuff. And then he was telling me, like, they're all across the map, but he's like, I never miss a birthday, bro. Like, I'm at all the birthdays. I'm like, yo, that's so admirable. And then he was telling me about how he loves Columbus because I told him I had a show in Columbus. He's like, oh, Columbus goes up for me. Like, I, Wait, I which Columbus? Columbus? Sorry, Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. And so he told me that, and, you know, I was just like, <laughs> I was being dumb. <laughs> I was like, yo, you should get you another baby mama in Columbus. <laughs> As I said that, his current baby mama that was pregnant walked oh. into the room and like heard that, and Fetty I just eyed me. <laughs> <laughs> like he just, bro, he was mad at me, bro. I swear he was. I swear he was. <laughs> but like, I love Fetty Wap. Like when Trap Queen came out, you can ask my bros. Like it was a rough draft on SoundCloud, and I was playing that for everybody before Trap Queen blew up. I love all his records. I love how he uses his voice. Mm-hmm. That's what happened the first time I met him. <laughs> he, got, he got cold quick. I was like, blew it. Oh, that's amazing. That's so good. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even mean to say that. That's so good. Um, you got anything else? No. You got anything else? Uh, no, that, that was amazing. Yo, congratulations, honestly, Thank on you, a hell of a career already. Um, congratulations on your hair. Congratulations on your deal. Congratulations on not having uh, any bad shows that you can think of, really. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, and here's hoping that you get your eye patch uh, sponsored by Ollie's Travels. Yes. Yes, yeah. Shout out Ollie's. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank you, bro. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this new episode of Waste Time with It's The Real. Jeff, people want to find out more about us. I'm Eric. You're Jeff curly hair and tall one with the glasses yep if you want to find out more about this podcast called the waste of time with it's the real we have the other one called two jews and two black dudes review the movies if people want to find out more about anything that's going on in our world that we call it's the real jeff where can they go you can always go to itsthereal.com. That makes a lot of sense. I-T-S-T-H-E-R-E-A-L.com. Go to itsthereal.com for all of your It's The Real needs, including It's The Real merch, It's The Real tickets, It's The Real music, It's The Real podcast, It's The Real pictures, It's The Real liquor, It's The Real Fast and Furious cameos, It's The Real skateboard team, It's The Real reggaeton albums, it's the real contact information. Go through our assistant, Logan. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Uh, you can also find our podcast on iTunes. Search for A Waste of Time with It's The Real. You can also go to soundcloud.com slash a waste of time or soundcloud.com slash two Jews, two black dudes. Correct? That's where you can find all the movie reviews. Yeah, so don't go there if you're looking for anything else. Right. You can also find our music on all streaming platforms. Our rhyme book is on Amazon.com. And I'm not really on Fortnite, but what happened to the other socials? Yeah. Why do you jump into Fortnite first? Well, I'm just telling people I'm not really on Fortnite. All right. How about Instagram, Facebook, Twitter? All at It's The Real. Great. Also, we are doing an AMA on Reddit. Okay. This Tuesday. Which is like now. Now. Yeah. So we're doing it right now. Yeah. So stop it's, listening. It's the real. And go check us out on AMA. It's it's the real. Well, no. So the AMA is under Hip Hop Heads. Okay. Yeah. Eric doesn't know what this is. No, I'm it's fine. okay. We'll see you there. Ask us all the questions that you want to know. 
Jeff, we've come to the part of the podcast where we like to shout out those people who have done such an amazing job in pushing this podcast forward in making everyone aware of what's going on here at A Waste of Time with It's The Real or Two Jews and Two Black Dudes Review Movies or all the other stuff we're up to. We so appreciate the fact that people believe in us and want to tell friends, family, and everybody about what's going on over here. So our way of thanking you is to take time to shout you out. Jeff, who do you want to shout? I want to shout out a few people because a lot of people have been leaving comments on Instagram and some of these have been really making me really happy. So I wanted to shout out DJ Greenhouse, who's a loyal, loyal, loyal commenter. I want to shout out Teddy Ballgame. I want to shout out Tanzania1872. Kirsten, we are a good friend out in LA. Amy loves you more in London. I also want to shout out Freaky Yayo and Bam Beats, who I met at SOBs. And of course, the real Richie Thumbs. Yeah, shout out to Richie Thumbs. Shout out to Freaky Yayo, who's also down with D-Block. And we're looking forward to seeing everybody this Wednesday, including those two guys, at Highline Ballroom. Get your tickets to digitalreal.com. Jeff, I want to shout out somebody that we met the other day. We were walking around, killing time before we had to go to a meeting. We were on the Upper West Side. And who do we run into? A dude named Brandon, who works for UPS, who was in the middle of his shift and took the time to stop his work and come over to us and say, yo, I'm going to see you on Wednesday and I'm looking forward to two Jews and two black dudes review the movies live. Well, I almost threw something at the FedEx guy a block away. Did you? Yeah, I was going to be like, hey, we ride with Brandon now. That's right. Yeah. Shout out to Brandon. Shout out to everybody who comments on Instagram. Shout out to everybody who's rocking with us and everyone who's going to see us live in person on Wednesday here in New York City Highline Ballroom. As always, Jeff, not for real, for real. Sure, sure. We'll see you guys next week. Brrrr.